Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, all night Sunday Central. Yeah, I would have thought diplomas meant a lot more. Do you remember when we were at least in high school, and I think in college, but certainly high school, how big they tried to make class rings seem? Like like physically, how big they try to make them seem, or like both? Yeah, yeah, both. Where it's like, oh, they're huge, but also it's a really big deal. You got to have your class, and it's like you're gonna wear this forever. Who actually does that? Who cares? Who does that? That's actually uh, not. You know, somebody that you look up to. Who yeah. who, who who does that? Exactly. Nobody. Nobody. Two, this is, uh, 2004. We're no child left behind kids. You <laughs> you couldn't keep us from graduating if you wanted to, baby. 2003. Anybody who has a class ring is just... Oh, did you graduate in 03? Yeah, I graduated in 03. Ah, you're older than me. Mm-hmm. By a good bit. No, not necessarily. If I graduated we, at 17. If we graduated the same year, but you were old... Oh, you graduated... Did you really? Yeah, I graduated at 17 years old. Was there a reason for that? Uh, it's just when I was born. I was born in August, so I graduated oh, okay. in May, June, I July, see. August. So, you know, barely barely 17. Um, should, I mean, almost 18. If you, were an a- if you were an athlete, you could have been held back and been a smasher. Yeah, I read about that in the, the book Outliers. The book you stole from me. <laughs> do I have that back now? Let's just say you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Let's pretend I gave it back to I you. I think your son taunted me with that book the other day. Do you day. not remember that? You came over and I literally left it in the place that you sit at my, yeah, at my but house. Then, but then your son pointed to it and was like, hey, shit, Mike. And I think he, I think he's in on it at two years old. He's an outlier. That's <laughs> yeah, what he is. He's he re- an outlier. That boy is going to be an outlier. Yeah, That's he's a huge. Big unit. He's a big kid. Speaking of the big unit, well, we'll talk about that a little later. Back to class rings. Do you know? Did you ever buy a class ring? No, I did get the. I got the pamphlet, and I remember looking through it. But they're so damn expensive, and yeah. we were poor, so it was like, okay, this is nice, and. But I did feel the pressure of like, how are you not going to get There was pressure. How are you not going to get a class ring? How are you not going to get the jacket? And it's like, you know what? Whoever wears those past, what, the first year that you graduated? When when are you ever going to wear that? When is anybody ever going to be like, hey, is that your... Did you did, did it would you be, graduate it would, high school? Is that what that <laughs> is it, that did you win did a you championship or did you just barely show up to class? Oh my god. Did you get through algebra one and pre algebra? Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> did you pass gym class even when they did the sit and reach test? <laughs> you know what they should do is uh the, the size of your ring should be whatever your GPA was. Yeah. So the, Ooh, good idea. You know idea. what I mean? So the larger your ring, it's like, oh, you were valedictorian, but if you have a tiny ring, it's like, yeah. oh, you're you're an idiot is what you are. You yeah. barely, like if they could have failed you. And you could be like, you could look at my ring and be like, look at how tiny your ring is. And I'll be like, no, but it's completely flaccid. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Work it up a little bit and it's, see what it's. This metal just—it's not—it's not hard right now. That's why. That's why. <laughs> but the jacket's brutal. So I've seen. Uh, I've seen a few people wear high school jackets. You know, and what I will say is, I do have a lot of like college shirts. I got shirts. a lot of like. I'll wear Fresno State. Like I have a Fresno State jacket. I don't wear it very often. I got a hat. Um, not because. It, but it's 
I don't know. I feel like you can do that with the college a little bit more. You still don't want to be the guy that's like, you know, University of Tulsa hat, University of Tulsa shirt, univer- yeah. unless you're going to like a football Captain. game. Captain, uh, you don't even want to be that guy. Yeah. You don't, you don't you want just to want the guy. cap. I just want the cap. That's it. If I, I go to a football game, I got the cap. I still wear a ton of shirts from my hometown and high school and stuff like that. But yeah, those are just more like. I, it's, it's the high school one is different. It's a shirt. Because those that those that wear the high school jacket, you those mean are typically the the, the athletes graduation jacket? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, got like one the, of those. The Letterman's I think jacket. I have one of those. You have yeah, a Letterman's have jacket. I do. Do you want it? You, no, I don't. Do you want to wear it to homecoming? <laughs> <laughs> did you graduate high yeah. school? Is that what? Oh you're... my God! Did you play basketball in high school? <laughs> <laughs> what does that patch me? Oh my God! Did you start on the team? Of your high school with 82 students? <laughs> oh, my God. You must have been amazing. You must have been. Did you make all county where your school was the only were you, school in the county? Were you honorable mention? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you make the North-South All-Star game? The well, really, county. what it is is did you have $200 to buy the jacket? The Yeah, I think they gave them to us for free because we only had two seniors on on my team so they gave oh they gave you guys they gave jacket? me my letterman jacket oh we had to buy ours and i didn't they, have one but you had to buy it they were actually really cool with me in high school they gave they gave me and the other uh captain a jacket they gave us you know that glass encased basketball yeah that you have in your they room they gave us that and then they gave us a plaque a giant plaque um that was it's really cool looking um, but it says, for whatever reason, it says participation underneath of it. So I buried that somewhere. But did they make you sign up for a credit card before they gave yeah. it? <laughs> hey, we're going to give you this basketball signed by you and y- your friends. Yeah, this All is, you have to do is sign up for this 30%. Yeah, it's not my high school. It, it, I'm not talking about my high school gave these to me. This was Discover Card gave me all these <laughs> shirts. Yeah. Uh, I, there was a, at the old uh, college games I would go to, there was always like, 15 vendors outside just trying to sign you up for shit that was big and it's like hey don't you want this blanket with the fresno state bulldog on it and all you have to do is max out this credit card that was big no i don't i i I, don't want i remember a girl that i worked with at sears she was a year older than me but she was all she was always just like a year older than the world like she was just fast for her she just knew how to do things that you know she just had one of those kids that has it figured out too soon it's usually not for their own good and i remember she had all these credit cards and i remember her saying she's charged like eight grand worth of stuff and she's like but it's no big deal my payment's like forty dollars a month and i got all these stereos and all this for my boyfriend and the boyfriend worked at shoes and now he's a you know it, she probably still owes that eight grand that she's been paying forty dollars a month on for the last decade. Oh, I I have no idea. Which I think she's pretty well sorted out now, but oh, that's good. she really ran up a tab. But we didn't. I didn't have any credit, but we didn't know what that really meant. She was just letting it rip. I mean, friends and family night at Sears. She would. She was Santa Claus at that. She was just is, buying everything. Is rip. that how you got your plaque and your? That's and yeah, your she, yes. Yes. She bought me a. <laughs> she bought me a letter. I actually wasn't even on the team. She just. <laughs> she just. <laughs> yeah. She wow. bought me. She bought me my place on the bench. She paid you, off the coach. Do you remember the kid who, uh, or the kids who had a job first? I don't know if you went through that. Where it I was, was me. sixteen, and it was I. I really wanted a job, and I. I think I got a job at about sixteen and a half. But 
a couple of my buddies worked at like Jack in the Box or McDonald's. Oh, those jobs, yeah. And it was like, holy shit! Like for us, it was you have a job, and they used to carry like their uniform inside of their backpack, yeah, so that they can get to Ooh, Burger leave half King. The day. Yeah, leave half the day, or just so that they can immediately leave, so they can be at work by three fifteen, and they were making like five bucks an hour. Right, and I was we had like, a- Jeez, but every two weeks you're getting like 180 bucks. Like, man, what you're are you, rich. You're rich. I remember we had a couple kids that would leave half the day to work. Like, not many, like two or three. And I remember looking at them like, oh, your life is over. I thought it was cool. I was under the disillusionment that I was never going to actually work. And I thought so, it was yeah. cool because that meant you had $180 and I didn't. That and part's I wanted, cool. I definitely wanted that. How, do you remember Do you remember the Votech kids? Yeah. There they was were always like fixing cars and shit. Who had it? Yeah, <laughs> who had it figured out way more than us, by the way. But there was some sort of looking down upon because they were somewhere else for half the year, and then they came and tried to reintegrate with us after after turning wrenches like, and welding. They were welding things together for six months. Yeah, they were like making things. They were fixing like the. It's like the, what the hell the are you buses doing? for the county? What are you a man? Getting like, actual, Jesus. getting actual like job experience, and I'm just you know what am I doing? I'm just trying to but, make out with, you know, the girl next to me, my typing class, and, and we're all, for some reason, we're all laughing like, ha ha, you're learning actual life skills. <laughs> you know what's funny is I actually went to school with a kid who was like really into he he did Votech, and then half the day he would go and work at like a, I don't know a auto mechanic place. And he was super into it. I remember he'd come back at lunch. So he worked in the morning at the mechanic shop, came back at lunch. We'd have lunch. He always looked like Covered in grease. Yeah, he looked like shit half the time. Yeah. But immediately after school, they hired him on. And then not too long after that, he saved up his money and opened up his own shop. That's amazing. And I think he has like two or three of them now. So it's like, oh, yeah, that I, you know, who. Life skills and great money. Great profession. I managed an auto center after college for a little while, and I just had no idea until I met these old dealership mechanics. I mean, they didn't come to work at my place until they were long done with their actual career. It's just, it was just like retirement, but they want something to do to tinker around, so they came and did our our job. But they would when I found out how expensive toolboxes are, are you familiar with this world? So what I've looked into, because I've recently bought a lot of tools recently, so not toolboxes, but actual tools, um, I don't buy anything expensive because the the advice I I read was if you break it, then you should go back and get like the really like the good wrench yeah. one. But if it's just something you're gonna use once or twice, like just get the cheap one. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I've I've heard that some of these things get like a wrench can be like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that's without a doubt. But when you talk about like a dealership mechanic toolbox cost, I'm going to try to Google it here quick to see if it comes up. They showed me these toolboxes and you were talking <clears throat> thousands of dollars. The a- Listen to this. The average, mechanics, the average mechanics investment in tools is in the range of $7,500 to $11,000 for the basic assortment in toolbox. Some technicians have up to $27,000 invested in tools that they buy during their career. Jeez. Their toolboxes alone, some of them are seven and eight grand. But at least once you've done that, like if you if you graduate high school and you do that, you you spend twenty seven thousand dollars, you have all these tools. You yeah, do I, that. Sp- 
I, you go to college, they give you a piece of paper. When you think about it, yeah. When you think about it, from my undergrad, I spent like eighty grand to learn business management, which just means nothing. You spent eighty grand in undergrad? Oh yeah. Whoa. Oh yeah. That's intense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you were better off buying tools. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're, I spent, you're in a good I think place, I spent, but it was either sixty grand, maybe it was sixty grand. What's a weird time when it, the government the, I, or people just give you money? Like the majority. Like, oh, what do you need? You need money? Here you go. You're that, gonna pay this back at some point. That's but it. Here the you ma- go. The majority of what I spent was in undergrad. I spent more in undergrad than I did for law school. Really? Yeah, because I got a I got a scholarship for law school. I didn't have anything figured out going to undergrad. I was under the impression I was gonna be playing basketball, and then that just ended. <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> like what as the, it turns out what the hell just happened did you not show him your class ring i was like basketball? dude what is what about this letterman jacket do you not understand <laughs> here i am man i was cuts down and so starting small forward for three games and so i think the tuition to Kutztown was like fifteen thousand per year or like twelve thousand per year and then you've got room and board and then you've got your meal plan and then you've got your books and i had to you know, you come from the, you come from the school of no help too. So I had to, I mean, that financing all fell on me and I didn't learn until like halfway through it that this was all me. Like I was kind of under the impression of like, someone's probably going to help with this. <laughs> <laughs> who do I have to write a letter to so I don't have to pay well, this? The way that the people in my life who have raised me are, are pressuring me and like sticking their hands into my decisions it's as though they're going to take care of some of this. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, there's a lot of people meddling in my decisions who are not playing a part in this at all, it turns out. <laughs> I learned as that it turns out this is on my social security. Oh, I'm oh I'm I'm poor. I didn't learn until my third year of school how poor I was, my second or third year. Um so yeah, the major I didn't learn what to do until after that. So so after undergrad, I barely, I barely rang up anything. It was undergrad that really buried wow. me. Yeah. See now, imagine instead of doing that, you went to uh, a a Votech school. Oh yeah, you just picked up welding, and not not saying that that is for everybody. Just like law school isn't for everybody, right? Just like college isn't for everybody, but like there's such a value in Big time. in just coming out and working and finding something, finding work. Or to do nobody wants to do, or that is looked down upon. But really, like these, you know, some of these vocational exactly things do make a killing. Or if I did the military for a few years, and you get to you get to travel, maybe you, you maybe get, a, get to see the world. Yeah, you get to go to and then go to college as, as a person who understands and appreciates that you're paying for the time, so to maximize it. Yeah, if, to do it over again, I I would have done it a thousand different ways. At what age do you think you realized? Oh, I didn't take that very serious. Or like I I recently, uh, not too recently, but a few years ago, took a couple of classes. And my approach to those classes was just so different than when I was 18, 19 in college. And I remember being 18 and 19 and having like a 30-something-year-old person in my class and just being like, gosh, this person's always raising their hand. They're like... They turn everything in on time. They yeah. like just go to class. They go like, why isn't this person having fun? And it's like, oh yeah. Now that I'm 30, I'm like, oh, yep. I, I get it. I was such an idiot. I I realized my third year of law school. So I'm 26 years old when I realized I. And it was my second semester of it. 
that I realized like I haven't given this much this whole time. And I it's it's one of the things I look back and I'm most embarrassed about is th- things like that. When you look at how much you half-assed it, and it doesn't look on paper like I half-assed it. It looks like I did fine. But I I know, I know, I can't lie to myself. Yeah. And I'm I look back like what were what were you doing? Like what did you what were you thinking this whole time? For two years. What but were you I thinking st- for two? But I still kept well, think about not just two, I mean yeah. the entire until then. So from the time So six years. I mean, yes, six years. I just six and a half years. I just went like, eh, I'll do a little, like I'll do what it takes and whatever, and I'll I'll just skate on the the talent that I was just gracefully granted, and just ride on that for a little while. Like just <laughs> just whatever I was zapped with in my crib, I will not try to cultivate that at all. It's like Will Smith. <laughs> What's <laughs> like every Will Smith movie is like all charisma, and it's like if you actually, <laughs> if you actually tried to learn to act, like you'd actually be yeah. really good. And he's just like, no, I'm just Will Smith, and I have charisma, and I'll skate on that. <laughs> like that's pretty much. I never looked at him that way. So can you give me a good movie explanation of what you feel like he's clearly mailed it in, and he's just being Will Smith? Uh, Hitch. If yeah. you watch Hitch, it's like, oh, you're just Will Smith, and you're not even gonna try to. Do you like? Kn- there's this whole like five to six year period where he's just like, look, I'm Will Smith. I'm going to be Will Smith in this movie. And it wasn't until he was a little bit older (laughs) that he's like, I should try to be Muhammad Ali. Like I should try to actually. Can we do a scene where you play Will Smith? I'm going to call and I'll be the director and I call cut during Hitch. And you just, you just act like you think Will Smith is in his mind and I'm going to be the director. Okay. I can't even what is I can't even think of a of a scene from Hitch. No, no, we're not going to do a scene. Like this I'm calling an end to the scene and I'm going to approach you and try to get you to not just rely on charisma. <laughs> All right, go for it. <laughs> All right, cut. Hey, hey Will, how how's it that was great. How's how's it going, Will? Just me being me. Hey, do you can I ask you a question? Of course. Do you know that um you're in a movie right now at all? Because it feel here's what it feels like to me. I mean, it's fantastic, but here's what it feels like to me. It feels like you don't know you're in a movie. It feels like you just think Kevin James needs advice from you. Is that is that what you think? Look, I played this role a million times. I got this. I had ja- if I can make Jazzy Jeff successful, <laughs> I can make Hitch successful. Don't worry about it. I got it. Do you know that you you really you really didn't have an allergic reaction, and you don't you don't have to swig all of that. Whatever that is, is that a, is that a thing that happened in a movie? In Hitch, yeah. Don't you remember he gets the breakout with Ava Longo? Oh, I don't really remember oh, because dude. it was so old. It's dude. so old now, but I just remember you know eight years Will of Will Smith. You not care <laughs> like it wasn't until like Muhammad Ali that he's like so that's that essentially was. And by the way, he college didn't, he didn't even really he just did like a he just did a Muhammad like what he thinks Muhammad Ali's voice <laughs> yeah he like met him one Size. time and he's like I got this yeah so that's how I feel like uh like I actually recently saw my college transcript mm-hmm. and I was like oh I gotta be in that class like I gotta be in new form community like it's just like what what the hell was I doing yeah like, do you feel like, like how do you I, I can't explain it. Do you feel like you've ever given a thousand percent of yourself to anything? No, ever. I've never given a thousand percent to like an opinion or a stance or like yeah. anything. I'm just always like, 
I could see your side of this. Like, <laughs> I've never been like. I feel like I've, that's good. I've I've never had. Uh, I've never been the person that's just like, look, I've made up my mind, and this is my opinion, or this is who I am, or. Like, I'm going to give a thousand percent to this one thing. It's always like, look, I don't know what's going to. It's why I'm, you know, I'm terrible with commitment. It's like, right. look, here's the thing. I don't I don't know what uh, tomorrow is going to bring. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't want to give a hundred percent to this right now. So that's why uh, I don't think I've ever given. Yeah. A thousand. Don't you kick yourself anything. for that? Like, why can't I? Why can't I give more of myself? Well, how much of it is you feel like no matter what you give it's not everything so if you gave a hundred percent to to comedy or to anything don't you feel like there's always like there is no hundred there's more you could right? do there's always more there's always somebody True. doing a little bit more than you there's always and it's always like okay i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep doing that's true. more until i and there's actually uh I, I read this thing about like athletes who win the super bowl or who um, I feel like you're about to go Troy, Troy Aikman on me. I'm here. about to. I'm yeah. about to. Uh, who finally get to whatever whatever it is that they were, you know, trying to achieve, and the next day they're just like, okay, now what? Well, now like, what? Yeah, Troy like, Aikman said after the first Super Bowl, he was he wasn't happy in the in the locker room. He was sad because he's like, we were working towards this the whole time, and now that I mean, it's I don't get to work towards winning my first Super Bowl anymore. It's over. Yeah, like there's this really weird emptiness to it. So that's my long way of saying uh, Will Smith should have got it together way before. And we are Will Smith. I am Will Smith. You are you you <laughs> are Will Smith. Speaking of uh, not throwing away your shot, I watched 15 minutes of Hamilton last that's night. It's amazing, right? Here's what I'll say. For as much as I kid you, here's what I'll say. I do find it very impressive all of the things that need to be put together. Like, as I'm watching this, I'm going, I can tell there's a lot. I can see how much needs to be put together to put this on. It's very impressive that someone wrote this and produced it and got it together and all that stuff. Okay. Um, some people appear to be giving great performances. Um, all I can say is it's very impressive. It's a lot of work. It's just not for me, on a on a serious note. Why is that? What What about it didn't didn't strike a chord with you? Can I speak? I'll speak comedically, and be more frank, just for the sake of being funny. I don't mean it this way. This is the best way I can describe it. Okay, go for it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at this musical, and the listeners are familiar with Hamilton the musical. It's substandard rap. Like, it's not rap that I would go like, this is my shit. It's substandard rap. Like, compared to rap music classics, it's substandard that. Musicals, to me, are substandard acting and singing. Substandard acrobatics. It's not Cirque du Soleil. I texted you, it's Cirque du Soleil. <clears throat> They're not really doing a whole lot. It's, a, it's an amalgamation of a lower form of everything in the arts that was created for medieval periods when they didn't have access to the resources we have today. Um, and so that there's nothing to, like, I don't like musicals and I'm not inspired by them. So the fact that I don't like that, that like, that's not a win for me. There's nothing else about it 
that's a clear win of being world class in its portion of the arts? I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you made a lot of notes. By the way, we've been recording podcasts together for four years. <laughs> I've never written anything. You, if I totaled your notes from four years, even when I even when I used to, even when we used to prepare because we thought this would go somewhere. You never in totality had as many notes on your notepad as you just wrote down right now while I spoke about Hamilton. And you've got a cheeky smile on your face because you're so I want excited to, address, to talk about musicals. I want to address every single one of your uh, your points. Please. So it's it's not rap in the way that you uh, you think of rap. It's, it's dog not, shit. It's not great I said rap. to you, I wish, I wish a white man had written it so we could ruin his life for how patronizing it is. But it, I... It's I'd, that I'd, '90s patronizing white guy rap. I'd counter that it's not trying to be rap. What it, uh, it, it? There's a lot of it that's actual singing. There's a lot of harmony. It's you don't not, think it's you, not trying to be rap? You don't think they're putting some accentual stank on the songs to make it rappy? Come on. Okay. There's there's a hip hop vibe to to a good portion it of the is, songs. And it is patronizing. And Aaron Burr, the villain of the the villain of the play is black. Why does a black guy have to shoot Alexander Hamilton? <laughs> see they're trying it's, to see what he's doing? It, it's not it's not trying to be rap. It's trying to tell a story utilizing a familiar format. And may I add that it's a format that speaks to a lot of <laughs> inner city kids. What does which musicals? Would be hip-hop. Now, so, what I what I will say is one of my one of my beefs with Hamilton. One of the things that uh, I'm on record of of saying is that the the one thing I don't like about it, one thing that kind of irks me about it, and probably more than it should, is that I feel like it's stealing hip hop culture in the in what is, for the most part, um, the the culture of the poor, right? And selling that to people at $300 a ticket and then making them feel like they had a cultural experience. I don't like that. That I do not like. That I, I have a huge problem with where I feel like um, a kid who might go watch Hamilton um, before it was on Disney Plus would have actually been able to have been like, hey, I'm actually interested in this and I want to know more about this. And a, it introduces me to theater. B, it introduces me to history. And C, I see myself on stage, right? Via hip hop. That's my culture. That's They're speaking to me in a way that I can understand. Mm. I didn't like that they took that and then sold it to, to rich people so they can come out of Hamilton and be like, oh, that was awesome. I can't wait to tell all my friends about that. Right. I, that, I, that I have a disdain for. That, it's, that's right. It's rap. It's rap for rich white people. That's what it is. It's, and I, I agree. I agree with that. But I don't think looking at the, the rap and saying it's not great rap, it's not trying to be great rap. It's trying to be rich people rap because they, they know their audience, right? And because they're, they're not trying to put together rap. So album. my question and response is why would you like that? Why would you like, why would you like somebody pretending Tending to address someone like yourself, but really pandering to the rich folks who you identify with, not at all. So I enjoy. Here's the only the thing. I, one thing I liked is that Lin Manuel Miranda, 
looks like one of my uncles and two of my cousins who are girls. <laughs> he looks very Syrian in his face. I haven't looked up his... Uh, He's Puerto Rican. Well... Okay, but what I what I what I do we're the like Puerto Ricans of the is, Middle East. Series. I like, I like the thought of everything that it would have taken to get that thing made. So you had to learn a ton about Alexander Hamilton. You had to learn a lot about. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you don't have to learn shit. Yeah, but what I mean is like. <laughs> It, uh, yeah, he had to learn it, a whole have bunch. You ever, have you ever had like a 3 a.m. idea and you're like, God, this is an amazing idea. And you wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh, yeah, my God, that was so stupid. We're doing it. Yeah. So <laughs> imagine taking that idea and being like, you know, it sounds like a stupid idea to make uh, the life of Alexander Hamilton a musical and utilize a predominantly black cast and utilize hip hop and try to tell a story that way. It sounds really stupid. Uh, but I'm going to try to do it anyways. And guess what? I'm probably going to get laughed at a lot. And he did. Um, he got laughed at a lot. Says who? What do you mean? Who laughed at him? So. Oh, don't you think everybody immediately fake praised it? I didn't hear anybody. I, as a matter of fact, there was, a, there was a time shortly after Hamilton came out where you would have been excommunicated from life if you said anything negative about Hamilton. Who... Who besides me is out there making fun of Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so he, Lynn Miguel, I can never say the guy's name. Lynn Manuel. Lynn Manuel uh, was Miranda. invited to a 2009 Death Poetry Jam at the White House. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yeah. There's a Death Poetry Jam. There was a Death Poetry Jam at the White House. And this sounds like something the Trump administration made up. Like, <laughs> Obama's in there. They got Def Jam. God Obama, damn it. Obama invited him to come they out. They got Bernie Mac on the lawn of the White House. <laughs> Christ's sake. And what he decided to do was the in, he came out and he said, hey, I'm I'm working on a rap album uh, that tells the story of Alexander Hamilton. And everybody laughed at him. So he's imagine being invited true? to the White House. It's on YouTube. We can watch it together. You can watch him get laughed at. You can watch him get laughed at. Everybody thought he was joking. Oh. And he started going into the rap, and everybody starts kind of you know snapping along and doing that whole oh thing. Oh my god, I hate it so much. And by the end of it, it's like, yeah, that was really good, but also it's that's probably not going to happen. Tell right? me, you're, you're not actually going to do that. And he did, and it was the number one best. I don't know, theater performance of all time. I don't know what you call that stuff. Tell me, you've seen some of my uncles. Tell me he doesn't look like one of my Syrian cousins. That's Uranus. That's Uranus through and through right there. He definitely looks <clears> like... <throat> a, That's a half Lithuanian, half Syrian man right there. With the goatee, he looks like uh, Edward Norton. <laughs> he, looks like, <laughs> he looks like Puerto Rican Ed Edward Eduardo Norton. Eduardo yeah. Norton. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I think it's... The way they used the stage in the musical, um, the thought, the work that had to go into making the lyrics, telling the story, oh my God. He looks understanding the history of it, you had to <clears throat> have done so much work to get that off the ground. And on top of that, the cast is absolutely amazing. One member of the cast I thought was talented. I think I think they're all talented. I'm sure they're, uh, yeah, talented, but one one I would consider may have blown me away in the 15 minutes that i watched um and you watch 15 minutes of a three-hour play yeah 
Yes, I did. <laughs> I gave it 15 whole minutes. Um, yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. Oh, you know, no, he's talking in a cheeky way to make them laugh. He did that on purpose. This guy. We'll watch this. At, we'll watch this post. This guy. I ain't into this guy, man. I'm not in. <laughs> I'm not into him. He's very contrived. He's very uh, contrived. Just to give you that story, I'm, I've got him with the sound off right now. I could tell that the way he was talking to intro this when I saw Michelle and Barack laugh, they cut the camera cut to them laughing. This is staged. He's talking in a funny sing-songy way so that they laugh, and then he gets to say, no, I'm serious. I know this guy. You know this guy. This is this shitty guy who's not a comic who pretends to be a comic at the meeting, and people laugh because it's a meeting, and you're in the back of the meeting going, this guy sucks. He wrote Moana songs. Yeah, he's very successful. And I love Moana. So I saw I, that, I'm a fan. I saw that he had a very big play before Hamilton. Oh, yeah, In the Heights. In the Heights is an amazing play as well. I've heard that. Look, amazing. he's he is successful at what he does. Uh, and I like that it brings a little bit of hip-hop into it. I like that he brings a little bit of street into even In the Heights. Don't say that. Um, don't, don't say that he brings a, a little, little bit street. of street. <laughs> It's a little bit of street, man. It's not a little here's, bit of street. Here's what I see when I see the guy. I see a guy who probably grew up poor. I'll fight him right who now. Had this, <laughs> who had you a think, dream. You think he can kick my ass? I th Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Have you seen the size of his letterman ring? You give me no <laughs> credit physically ring? at all. I, so I do I'm saying you're stiff. <laughs> I'm saying you're stiff I wish you, for I Hamilton. I need to record you. You're too stiff for <laughs> Hamilton. You're That's not fluid. <laughs> you're not fluid is the problem. Mm-hmm. I've been telling you this for years. <laughs> you can be in great shape, but you got to yeah. be fluid. You're not gonna make it, kid. <laughs> um, I think he's very talented. I he's obviously very successful. Um, it's just not for me. With and all due respect, now I I'm not going to give it respect for for the sake because I care more about comedy than I do about um about easing that. But I do I do I do have high respect for it i've just i choose to exhibit none of it well, to you. okay so let me ask you this is there a version of this that would have made you like it it's a musical i hate musicals so right out the back it's it's gonna be a no i told you this before you made me watch it but why do you love hate musicals i feel I like know. they're amazing i don't know i think the fire in me died a long time ago <laughs> I think the fire in me died a long time ago. Something about people being so happy makes me feel so things, sad. Things that gin up hope. On, like, on, people break out into song. That's all I got, man. I'm just, I'm just not into it, and I can't. You know what? I should try a couple music. I should, I should try musicals until I find one I like. And then I can finally dismiss. If you don't like that one, you're not going to like any of them. You, so you're saying this is the best musical that's ever been made. I'm saying it's more up your alley than probably anything that's been made. But I, I'd say give In the Heights, uh, give it a shake. See, I would rather watch something. I would rather watch something that's in the traditional vein of a musical than whatever they're doing with this. Well, like every Disney movie is technically a musical. Yeah. Don't you like Disney movies? I didn't mind Grease. Grease is a great musical. So Grease okay. is, was turned into a play. So there you go. I didn't mind Grease. 
suck on that. <laughs> I didn't mind Greece. Suck on that. <laughs> I'm happy. How did we even get on Hamilton? But anyway, I gave it I gave I gave it 15 minutes and I can see why you liked that get not throwing away my shot. Like when they do the throwing away my shot, some portions of that had like powerful punches to it. It's just not for me. It doesn't hit me. I can see how it hits you. It's because I'm not throwing away my shot. That's why. But like, actually, all my shots have been thrown away. All right, um, <laughs> they're all gone. Let me ask you this: Like, are you a rap music fan? Eh, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yes. There's this like brother Lynch hung underground thing that I'm not really into. Mm. I'm I'm a fr- I'm I'm a fan of mainstream rap. So. Not throwing away my shot. For whatever reason, when I thought about that song, it made me think of Notorious B.I.G. and Puff Daddy's Victory. You remember that? Yo, oh, sun vaguely. don't shine forever. But as, but long, as long as it's here, we might as well shine. And the heavy, now, the heavy, yeah. And it's got the it's got the over it's got the track overlaid, and then it's got the heavy yeah. beast ba- bass beat on top of it. Yeah, Which right. one? Yeah. If you listen to those two songs, what jacks you up more, Victory or? not throwing away my shot victory okay okay but victory's not telling a story but neither's my shot it says the same shit (laughs) (laughs) you're trying to convince me that hamilton and biggie are the same thing Biggie technically it's the same biggie was biggie was the alexander hamilton of the east coast he died at 24 which is crazy to think about i know but like when i think of biggie smalls right now i think of him being older than what i am right now like there's just certain people who are just well because look at him while he was alive mm-hmm. N- nature was going to step in at 26 there's something about seeing somebody that's older than you that like freezes them in time yeah so like he's always going to be yeah that's right he's always going to be 14 years older than us yeah like watching if i watch patrick ewing when he was at Georgetown play a game, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that. Like he, he, he's older than me there than I am now. Yeah. Like in but, reality, he's 18, but the I'm weird 35. Thing is, the weird thing is you still think about Patrick Ewing there. I bet. Cause that's what I do. Like, I don't think about, I don't think, I think of Patrick Ewing being in college and me still being younger than him. <laughs> I don't think about him being 54 years old. Yeah. I just, I think of him. That's what I said. They're frozen in time almost. Yeah. And it's almost sad to see certain people age. Like Jordan looked fucking terrible during that documentary. That's that's my favorite thing about watching comedians who were who I thought they were before I became this jaded mess that I am now because I can just enjoy them. Like George Carlin, I can just enjoy him because he was an adult thing when I was a kid and, and had no aspirations to be that thing. So I watch him with no hangups. All those all those people I get to just go, ah, I can watch you and not go, uh, you know, I can do that. I can just, I can you just, can just enjoy it. I can just enjoy it. I love that. But you can't do that with somebody like somebody current. No, I can't. either. No, like a new YouTube star that starts doing stand up. I can't. I can't either. There, I just, I actually, I love doing stand up. I love, I, I will to this day say stand up comedy was the first thing I've ever loved. Like the only the first thing I've ever was like, I care about that a lot, and it me and it's been in my life for a very long time. Like I love this thing, 
Um, I have, I really, really struggle going to comedy shows that I'm not a part of. Me too. I struggle. Um, I'll go out and support my friends, but half the time I'm not in the actual room. I'm like hanging out with them, you know, on the side because there's something about right being at a show and not being on the show. Um, that is, it's hard. It's tough. And yeah. going to, going to pay to watch, you know, my favorite comic. And then it, they don't bother me most of the time. It's the opener that bothers that bothers me. Yeah. It's like, oh, that guy? That or, guy. hey, I can actually, why are all these people laughing and clapping for him? I, I, can, I can do that. You're and I know see, people who do it better. You're going to see a whole new wave of that now with the, with the exodus of famous comics going to Austin, Texas, and to all these other places is you're going to see a bunch of other people being propped up. It's going to be a new... Are a lot a, of com- I know <clears throat> Rogan's going to Texas. Yeah, a ton of ton of people are going are going to go, and it's it's just going to be a it's just going to be a whole thing. Well, that has to be that's a tax reason, though, right? I don't know. Like Rogan sold the Joe Rogan podcast for eighty something million dollars, immediately moves to Texas. I'm guaranteeing that the, that the sale isn't going to be final until he's actually in Texas. Yeah, maybe. Because he wants to be a Texas resident, so he doesn't have to pay those state taxes. Yeah, and for him, I get it. He's built up. An empire. A lot of the guys that are like, yeah, we just don't need the city anymore. You're kind of right now, but it's also like like you almost want to grab them and go, hey, do you think if you weren't in that city that you would have, that like your resume should say became Joe Rogan's friend. Like yeah. that's, how a lot of, that's how a lot of these guys got big to where they are is, is it being driven by that. So, but you're going to see, it's going to be a whole, like that kind of stuff turns me off like all of the outside nonsense to it. Anything but stand up. Yeah. I will say I've been for 2 days <laughs> blissfully out of the loop. We've talked about this. I've I'm completely off of social media right now. 2 days. How does it feel? <clears throat> Feels fine. I don't feel like like I'm not losing my mind going crazy. I haven't missed it at all. I I really enjoy not having an avenue to those things it was i needed i need to i needed to step away from it the only thing i've noticed is occasionally during the day my hands will fidget as it like just to like muscle memory muscle memory check it and then i'll pull up the app and none nothing comes up it's just my login stuff and i feel dirty when i pull it up i'm just like oh you, you weren't supposed to do that yeah why'd you do that you weren't why supposed did, to open that door why did you go in the- why did you even do that and i don't even realize but it's it's been i haven't missed one second of it i don't know why i would check it or care about it as much as i there's nothing to miss that's no. why it is decisive it is divisive it's um it, it's just not a good place to be in anymore. Yeah. Um, social media used to be fun for a little while. It's not right now, not during a pandemic, not during, uh, during a time when the country's more divided than ever. Yeah. And not when you don't have an outlet to even cope with a lot of things. Right. And it's, it's that FOMO. It's the fear of missing out aspect of it too. Like when, when I was a kid growing up, I was a dork. I was not cool. But I got to be invited to some of the parties where the cool kids would go. And I remember that feeling of not wanting to leave the party because maybe something good will happen to me if I just stick around another hour. You just got to be here. And it never does. No. But at least there, the party ends because people go, look, we, all right, we're, we're going. And so then eventually you have to leave. 
online, the party never stops. <laughs> it just keeps going. Yeah. I mean, parties not probably throw another one. log in the fire. Yeah, and it's I I've gotten rid of my Facebook. It's going about a, almost a week now. Uh, I did have to activate it today, oddly enough, to go get a DoorDash uh, receipt because yeah. it's apparently it's a tight of my Facebook. But it's been almost freeing. And what I what I did was I I scrolled scrolled down my news feed one day and I said I'm gonna count how many posts I have to go down before I actually get to something that I feel is a value for my life. And I literally had to go down 32 posts before I found something that I was like, oh, I actually kind of wanted to know that, or I'm glad this person's doing this or whatever it was that wasn't a something that was dividing uh, a group of people. Right. That wasn't something political. That wasn't about mass. That wasn't about pandemic. That wasn't about a new story that somebody was sharing that wasn't a meme that somebody was sharing that it was just like, <laughs> Oh, this is, this is a trash can. Yep. This is what it is. It's, it is a trash can. And every now and then you find something that's worth $3 in the trash. Like it's, it wasn't worth the time that I was spending on there. Not that I was spending a lot of time on there, but right. it was just like, this is so ridiculous. Well, another thing I caught myself doing a lot of times is I would s- I found myself so many times saying, I've got to put the phone down. I can't look at this anymore. But I found myself scrolling until I found something like that. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't go down the page a few times just to see what my friends were up to. I would scroll until I found something I hated enough to not be able to even, like I can't even look at this anymore. I got to put this away. <laughs> yeah. And oh. just feverishly, nervously scrolling for no reason. All the stuff that I wasn't even interacting with. It was just... Bad thoughts. It's just, just something bad. to make you mad. It's just something. It's something to make. It's like if you're back to the high school reference, the lunch table that doesn't like you and is just yelling. Thing. It's just like doing everything you can to be within your shot of that. And it's just always going. And so I haven't. It's only been two days for me, but I haven't missed it. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. Like initially, I thought like I just need to take a break. But I don't I don't know if I don't need. No, I don't think you need it. My, More than a break. My justification for keeping it has always been like, well, you know, I do comedy. I need people to, I want people to reach out to me. I want to be able to share things. But I've also realized uh, it, I don't want to be booked with people I already know. Yep. I've, I've never, never been reached out to by somebody who didn't need something from me um, or wasn't hoping to get some, you know, favor reciprocated or something. Yep. Um <laughs> Very, I don't think in the whole time I've had social media for what I rationalize is for comedy. As somebody yeah. reached out to me and been and like, hey, I watched you. You're funny. I want you to do this thing. It's never like that, and ever. I, I love the idea when stand-up comes back, just doing stand-up and going like, hey, I'm not online. Um, so if you book me for a show, like, hey, can you promote this? I, I'm not online, so promote your own show. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll show up. I don't need people to, I don't, I'm going to shy away from the, trying to get the recognition from people that's probably not going to come anyway. I'm just going to do this thing I love. And if somebody finds me doing it, well, great. And if they don't, well, then I, I guess it just wasn't meant to happen. But it's, there's something about not necessarily failing, but, you know, promoting to people in your circle. Yeah. Um. So my, my Facebook is, you know, 30% family members, the rest comics, and none of those comics actually care about what I'm doing. No. 
they just want to either shit on what I'm doing right. or just completely ignore me and just hope that at some point I'll have an opportunity for them. Yep. Um, and that's just, that's not what I, that's not what I was there for. I remember getting Facebook in 2008 because you had to have like a college yeah. email to get into there and it was cool. And it was all these young people. When that it was were the Facebook. There. Yeah. And it was all these young people there and it was, you know, people I was connected to. And now it's, right. now it's full of people. I feel like I don't even know. Well, that's the other part. If I ever do go back, I'm going to do, I'm not going to say a purge, but I'm going to do a nice pruning of my friends list because for, I don't know if it's because when you do comedy, people think like, oh, I should just be, I should just be shitty to you because you're a comic. So that's kind of what you do. Yeah. You're used to this. Um, I've got, I've got a really low bar to friendship online or even otherwise to acquaintanceship. Like to just a surface level friendship, just act like one. To to be a surface level friend, just act like one. Just have an instinct to be nice rather than rather than dick. Yeah. All that that's all. Like if you're if you're if every time I hear from you is only when you've got something need something to take a jab. Yeah. You, you I, I don't need uh, you, you it's to shit ahead. on you or it's to ask you, you for go, something. Yeah. yeah. You can go. No hard feelings, but I if whatever it is, we're not giving each other what we need. So, you know, you can you can go ahead. The the world is full of just takers. I want to take. I want. What do you have? How can I have it? How can you make room for me? How how can you be a vehicle for me? Yeah. Um. Even if it's just, and the only thing they give is opinions, right? Yeah. It's just like, well, here's how I feel about this, and it's like, look, I'm. I'm fucking done. Well, like his Facebook is full of people who either want to take something from me or want to give me their opinion. Mm -hmm. And I don't want either of those. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't give the same latitude to others that they give to themselves. It's true. You know, they don't, they don't empathize the way they self sympathize. And so you've, you've got a whole bunch of people that are, you know, telling the world how to live or criticizing people when they've got all kinds of stuff that they need to work through as well. And it's like, and I see people like that all the time that pop up on my posts and my timeline or whatever that just always seem like they're, like they always seem like the first instinct is, and you may have some of these too. Oh, I've There's done. some people that they just always seem like they feel like they need to try to take you down a peg. And it's like, hey, number one, um, maybe this will help you feel better. I don't like myself at all. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I if you if you think you don't like me, you should see what I think mm -hmm. about me. And number two is if you're going through some stuff mentally, which we we really we really laid on heavy last episode yeah. of what we've got going on. If you know you're going through that, like I do, I my goal, like I in my mind of minds. I want to try to keep anybody around me from I would never want to m intentionally make someone feel that way because knowing what it feels like. Well, misery loves company. Why would I export that? Yeah, I, I've never understood that. I've never understood why misery loves company. Like the worse I feel, the more I'm like, god, I want to keep everyone around me from feeling like this. No, but that I don't think that's how most people operate. I think there's something about um people who feel like they don't have power whether that be over their own happiness whether that, whatever the reason right mm. um taking what little power 
they feel like they can take and making other people feel worse yeah. because there's power in that. There's power in, I'm going to make you feel like shit. Like, cause that's the only thing I can do. Um, I actually read something recently about car sales, um, where customers who come in with the lowest incomes are the ones that always make comments towards, uh, the salesman, like, like Oh, you're going to be, you know, you're selling me an $8,000 car. Like, Oh man, I bet you're going to take your family out for steaks tonight after this deal. And it's like, Oh, you know, I bet you're so happy to be selling me this car. And it's like, they're, they're doing that to make you feel shitty about what you do. Yeah. But it's the only power they have is making other people feel shitty. When I, without getting too much on a soapbox, I've always felt, and it's not even politically, it's just like social issues, something that really bothers me. And I deal with this a lot back home. I've got people that'll say, like, talk about freeloaders and go like, ah, they're just gaming the system. They're just living off welfare. Uh, they get to collect a check while I got to go out there and work. And then when you bring the when you bring up like big corporations or Wall Street and tax breaks and tax fraud and all that stuff, they don't really care. And they're just like, oh, you know, I just know how to work the system. It's being smart. And and what I to my to my time detriment will sometimes point out is is be like, hey, do you notice how you only you only mind when someone's gaming the system that has less than you? Think that over. Think that over what that means for yourself. Like you, you don't mind when someone more than you games the system. You care about when someone that has less than you gets something for free. What do you, what do you think that is? And I think it speaks to that mental state. I'm not like, like I want the next generation to have life easier than me. I want the person that's on the side of the road asking for money to catch a break before, before I want, you know, uh, old old Bezos or Zuckerberg to catch, to catch a, break. a break. Not, I don't hold anything against them for being who they are, but I'm not worried about the guy that's getting a free quote Obama phone that everybody used to talk about. I'm not worried at all about that guy. To that guy doesn't bother me because I'm I'm I've got a hard day at work at all. It's it's like a distraction from what's actually going on. Like if we're focused fighting on each other or it's, fighting and hating each other, it's, it's a way to go. Like if it's if they're basically saying if pointing to somebody and going, if you get better, who am I going to look down on? Yeah, that's essentially <laughs> what it is. Yeah, it's like they. I don't want to say they turn us against each other, but I mean, yeah, it's it's this weird like thing that's inside of people that's just like you can't succeed and be more successful than me. Or get something I can't get, right. or like how like how dare you um, get unemployment and like yep. game the system? And it's like, do you realize you're worried about you know that that population isn't huge, mm-hmm. right? Like there's literal organizations and businesses that are well certainly the dollar that are amount. literally selling your grandma nine hundred dollar insulin. Yeah, you don't think that is that's a bigger issue than this person getting a free phone. Right. Like, and it's just, it's just weird because I feel like, uh, there may be a, it's a control thing. Like you feel like you can't control big pharma, um, and what they're doing to everybody, but you can control or at least speak to the person that you feel is yes. taking advantage of a free phone. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's just wild to me, man. You, you know what I'm excited about? Um, not having social media is to relearn how to waste time, <laughs> you know, because because th- that stuff gives you an escape 
positive or negative from you and who you are. I've realized that it's probably been years since I've actually hung out with myself and just been like, hey, you've got two hours and nothing going on. You've got to just kind of be alone with your thoughts and, and try to remember who you even are. See, I can't be alone with my thoughts. I know that's a weird thing to say. Um, I like literally sleep listening to podcasts. Really? I have to work out with music. I, I, I mean, I, that's most people. Um, but I can't. I need white noise in my life always. Really? Like I cannot. See, I I, I snowball. Like if I if I go to bed, and I start thinking about one thing, it's gonna snowball. I'm gonna be up all night. I'm gonna start having anxiety. I'm gonna start reading things I shouldn't be reading. I'm gonna start looking into things I shouldn't be looking into. Thinking things I shouldn't be thinking. But if I'm just listening to a wrestling podcast as I fall asleep, um, I don't have to be alone with that thought. I don't I have to think about that. And that's been probably since I was, man, in junior high. Really? Like, I don't remember the last time I fell asleep without either A, a podcast on, a TV show on, some kind of white noise in the background that's not not a fan. Wow. Not like I need a fan on because I like hearing a fan. Right. I need something that I'm going to listen to until I fall asleep because here's the thing. I can't be alone for longer than 30 minutes without snowballing. Wow. So See, for me, unfortunately, listening like listening to things and having something play, it doesn't turn it off. <clears throat> doesn't turn that monster. It's louder than whatever it is. <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't turn it off for me for some reason. Um, and so it, in order to sleep, I I need pretty much silence um and for some reason like not the not noise when it comes to decibels but noise when it comes to stimulus amplifies the anxiety for me for some reason it's something i've noticed like i'll there are times where i'll really start to ramp up and i'll like it's like a sensory overload type thing and then like i'll if i hop in the shower and don't play it like if i just pause a podcast there will be after a minute or two. There will be this clearing period where I'll hear the water hit the hit the porcelain, and I'll I'll kind of hear and I'll feel the steam a little bit more. And then once I'm kind of locked into that sensory position, I'll start to settle down a little bit. Oh, I'm the exact opposite. I I don't I don't know if I've ever told you this, and you can edit this out if because <laughs> if it doesn't make sense, but. Um, when I was like five or six years old, I had a dream and it felt very real. It was felt I in very, it? Yes, definitely. You okay. were there. Uh, you had your basketball. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a dream that my uncle and my, my father were fighting inside of my, the, the master bedroom of our apartment and they were fighting and yelling at each other <laughs> inside of a really weird tone. What a great sentence, by the way, the master bedroom of our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> If you can, you mean the not closet? <laughs> yeah, the you mean the you you mean the not closet with the, a bed in it? it? If it's not a restroom, it's a master bedroom. Um, <laughs> and but they were yelling in in a tone that was like almost white noise ish, where like it didn't go above a certain decibel, it didn't go below a certain decibel. It's just this really weird white noise. And I remember hearing something smash up against a wall, break. And I go to the room and I my mom's asleep inside of the room and I say, hey, who's fighting in here? And she's just, it's this long thing where it's like, nobody's fighting. What are you talking about? What did you hear? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I remember about that, and I obviously dreamt that, was the tone. And it was this this really weird, uh, 
frequency in which they were fighting that until actually not until I can still hear it today. Wow. Where if I can hear dead silence, like if I'm in dead silence, I can pick up that tone that tone and white noise. And it takes not necessarily takes me back to that dream. Yeah. But it causes uh, a feeling of being unsettled at all, all the time. And it, I can hear it by turning on water. Anything that's a static noise, if I hear water run, I can hear that tone inside of the water. Wow. And it makes me feel really, really uncomfortable. So I just don't deal well with just a fan, just white noise. Need I need something I'm, a, I'm listening to. Yeah, and wow. it's, that's, that's really weird, but it's... I should probably talk to somebody about that. That's ex- that's extremely interesting. I I can't I can't say I've heard that before. So you had a dream when you were five, and and the tone that was instilled in you from that dream you've heard ever since. I've heard ever since that if I really pay attention to literally anything, <laughs> is it the tone? That, you don't hear the fight. You just no. Hear I the hear tone. the frequency. There's a fre- so I, there's like a there's like a. And I don't know if frequency is the, the right word. It's like I get that. Like if we're quiet and you can hear the static from 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 I get when you that. say frequency, I I kind of totally get that because w- without that, that's what I get. That's what I get in my head that I can like I can break it sometimes. Like I said, if I'm in the shower and there's music, there's no music, and I and like I'll just catch a. It'll just be like a thing, like a natural. I'll just hear a sound or whatever, and it ports and I'll kind of. It's like you kind of zoom. I don't know if it's zoom in or zoom no, out. No, you zoom in. Or kind of both simultaneously. And I go, I go. Oh, I'm here. Like I, like I. <clears throat> it's a brief moment of presence because my mind's got a hundred conversations and thoughts in it, and you don't feel like you're in the room. And like you know, three hours have gone by, and it's I'm not. I'm actually not even really here. Yeah. And then something's. Us- it's usually silence. It's usually like there's a bunch going on in my head and then there's stimulus going on and then like the TV knocks out because Spectrum sucks. Yeah. And <laughs> it really does happen every 35 <laughs> minutes. My TV, it just goes out. My TV shuts up. My cable shuts off. Uh, so that'll happen. And then I'll catch the silence and I'll look around and go and almost it's almost a literal going, oh, I'm in my I'm in my like all this stuff that's going on in my head. It's just in my head. This isn't actually like it's not actually happening. All these conversations and a fight I had six months ago and whatever's going on online. I'm in I'm in a room and I'm safe and, and you're I, good and I'm good. So it's we kind of have the opposite thing. Yeah, that's the complete opposite. I'm literally so we can never sleep together fighting, fighting that that tone and frequency at all times. Yeah, it's weird, man. It, and it's something I. Wow, it's hard to describe to somebody. Like, here's the thing: if I'm completely quiet, I hear this really weird tone that scares the shit out of me. Have you ever tried to revisit that dream and write it down? I actually, I never have. Um, I've ac- I've shared it with a couple of different people. I would love for you to write it, whether it be funny or not. Just write s- about it. I'd love. I'd be fascinated to r- to read it. You know what's weird is it, it's an uncle I don't see very often that was in this dream hmm. and I, it's we it's just vivid it's just like you couldn't convince me at the time that that didn't actually happen here's a question for you well this should be a question for off mic let me rephrase let me put it in my brain and <laughs> let me rephrase do you think that the frequency that you heard in that dream is what stuck with you or do you think that there were things that were going on from consciousness 
to the period of when that dream occurred where that tone was instilled in your head and the dream was a result of that. I never thought about it. Like, um, was this, was, let's, it might not even be this uncle, but let's, let's say, was this uncle around more in your toddler days? No. It's like, the, like an uncle that comes around every once in a while, didn't have a relationship with, no reason to be there, okay. right? Like, it's just, it's like, I, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever had a dream um, of maybe you're dreaming about something in college? And this has happened to me a couple when times. When you're in college? Like, I, I had a dream about being in class, right? Yeah. And then there was somebody who popped up in the dream that I 100% forgot ever existed. And I remember I woke up and I'm like, holy shit, like, I forgot that person was a fucking person. Yeah. Like that. I had a dream I was married to a guy when I was like 13. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been striving for it ever since. <laughs> trying to get back there ever since. I was surprised, actually. It was a ghost. Here's what happened. It was a oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It was a ghost in my bed. This scraggly, shadowy figure in like a dressish thing and like long blonde hair and super pale white, and it kind of like floated up. And and I was and it was like completely dark in my room, and this thing floated up in this real scary way. And I'm like, who are you? And it went, I'm your husband. <laughs> and I woke up. And let me tell you. <laughs> Ah, fucking weird, man, is what it is. Just Sorry, what weird. were you saying about your dream in college? Somebody. Oh, like, no, like, I, I find it weird how you, like, I, I've literally had that happen where I've forgotten people existed until for some reason they've shown up inside of a dream or something. Um, that happened to me more recently where it was like literally this guy who sat next to me in a, for a semester inside of a writing class or something. Do you still have dreams often? Oh, all the time. I almost... Do you never dream? Almost never. I almost never dream. Really? Never. That's I stopped dreaming. So you a just long you time. just go. You just knock out, wake up, and it was like like up and down. Like I'm up and down throughout the night. But yeah, I'll wake up and be like like I'll wake up and and just go. Yeah, I guess, I guess the battery's recharged as much as it's gonna charge because we've got it unplug and go I, work. Got, I gotta go do shit now 62 percent's just gonna be how we get through the day low power mode yeah <laughs> <laughs> i gotta pick and choose when i'm gonna use this energy low power mode it is yeah <laughs> turn the turn the display brightness down and let's just fucking oh, roll with it geez you know i dream like fucking crazy like i i'm constantly like every night two or three a night or whatever mm. for the most part i don't know I, and you remember them weird yeah but i'm sure i'm sure it doesn't help that i fall asleep listening to a goddamn podcast you know what I mean? Like it's, I'm I'm sure it's ever, whatever I'm listening to is trickling into you know whatever happens. When do you I'm ever dreaming. fall asleep listening to this podcast? All the time. Yeah. I love listening to me. Yeah, <laughs> I love me some me. I love me. Is me. Maritza cool with that, or do you put headphones on? Mm. Actually, I uh, if I lower my phone almost all the way down and I just click it twice, like the volume. Nobody in the room could hear it, but if I lay it on my pillow and put it next to my ear, I can. Ac it actually sounds really loud. Wow. And at some point, I fall asleep and I lose the goddamn phone, and it's out of battery in the morning or whatever. But it works. It's better than head. It's the headphones and all that. Now, if I were living by myself, 100%, I would just put it on and just listen and fall asleep. But I have to be, you know, a little considerate of those. I a little bit. A little bit considerate of those around me. That's wild stuff. So you dream every night. 
Every night, man. I'm a I man dream. of many dreams. I dream almost. I, I'd That's say why I like Hamilton. I'd say yeah. <laughs> I'd say I have a dream I remember <clears throat> twice a month. Jeez. And that's as fair of an assessment as I can give. Like, I wake up with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have no soul. I've left. got nothing. Got no dreams, got no soul. I'm not even here. This is just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on autopilot. My all soul day. is gone. It's ones and zeros. It's just Jeez. weekend at Bernie's in this, in this thing, baby. Man, getting older, definitely. I'm feeling like the. Uh, do you ever look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, holy no. shit? I. I <laughs> I feel myself getting old, and I, it, life is just fucking weird right now. I don't know if I've, I'm having all of these thoughts just because of like literally everything going on in the world. Yeah. Um, but I can act. I can actually look in a mirror and be like, oh, like I remember being like 20 and being like, I wonder what I'm gonna look like when I get older. Yeah. And now, like, I can see myself. And, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember people at my age who are who were like 35 at the time and being like. Oh yeah, like they're they're old, yeah. and now looking at myself and being like, oh shit, yeah, I see that. I could see how somebody who's nineteen would look at me and be like, oh fuck that old guy. Unless it's a day, unless it's a day where I'm shaving, I typically almost never look in a mirror, but I'm starting to do it more, considering the whole like the whole mental like let's let's get back on track thing here. I'm actually starting to look in the mirror to like self-identify again and to be like, oh yeah, I remember you. Him. You, I remember him. Yeah, I never minded that guy. Do you ever? Uh, you know, <coughs> this is a fucking weird thought. Um, I often, because <laughs> uh, I mean, all you really, I feel like this is a very like. I can't uh, wait. What I consider, I've never smoked pot in my life, but had I ever got had like a pot thought, this would probably be it. Just meth. I often think of my myself as a character, in my consciousness as like a game. You're a third my, person, yeah, first person shooter. And all I'm doing is trying to give this body and this person as much points as I can before the game's over. That's cool. And it's like, hey, what am I going to do with Joe today? <laughs> I'm going to go fucking make him do this, this, and this. And so oh, you're playing the this. Sims. Yeah, it's like, look at all this power I have over this fucking guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Watch me work the arm. <laughs> yeah, like, Watch me work the arm. It's it's really weird, man. I've, I'm, I'm not in a good place is what I'm saying. So you're... Completely, <laughs> you've oh, I'm, I'm fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disassociated long, with myself. How long do you think you sleep per night? Oh, according to my Fitbit, four and a half hours. Do you feel good on that? Like how, how oh, much? I feel terrible. You do. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think uh, I need to sleep more. Yeah, it's for been me, a goal of mine. For me, it seems to be like ideal for me is like seven hours and a little bit of change, like seven seven point. 7.18 hours I bet would be like perfect per, would be perfect for me. If I go let's say I go to bed at yeah. If I went to bed at 11:30 and woke up at 7:15, you'd be golden. I would be a superhero. Well, you go to bed what 10? I probably fall asleep somewhere around 11 or after 11 and then I wake up at 4:45. Jesus. That's definitely not enough time. Not for me. But if I sleep not for anybody. If I sleep more than seven and a half hours, I'm not right. I'm not right. Like my <laughs> <laughs> I ain't there. I don't know I ain't why, here. I don't know why I needed that sec. I do that a lot. <laughs> I I repeat like for I don't realize That's when you know you really mean it though. I I <laughs> <laughs> you say something twice. <laughs> I, I work too much on instinct, which 
which that ain't right. <laughs> services me that ain't well. Right. Yeah, it services me well in some aspects, but also every every now and then I'll be jolted <laughs> into the stupidity of who I am. Like there's no need for me to put that kind of effect <laughs> on me sleeping an extra half hour. <laughs> Like, I'm not making a goddamn campaign <laughs> speech. I'm not right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not right. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my oh, first man. album. I'm not. Uh, I'm this. not right. And your follow up <laughs> your follow up <laughs> album. I'm not right. <laughs> Is this the same album? No, I'm not right too. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Oh, oh God, I'm not right. But yeah, I'll be like, I'll have like a sore neck, or my back will hurt, or I feel too sluggish. Or I'm all like, whatever. A little over seven, seven hours and five minutes, a dream. Seven and thirty. Yeah. <laughs> not right. <laughs> not right. Ah. Uh, See, my problem is I'll go to bed. I'll lay down at like nine, but I'm not going to bed till like one. You're yanking it. And it's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> to think that's like five hours. What, nine, 10, 11, 12? It's hours and hours do of me on, doing nothing. Do you sleep on your side or on your back? Oh, on my side. I can't breathe if I'm on my back. <laughs> Completely on your side or like a little bit on your stomach? 100%. With on, no, 100% on my side. Really? Yeah. Okay, I sleep on... On your back? I sleep on... <laughs> I wake up exactly how I fell asleep. <laughs> I sleep like a Sims character. I sleep on my side a little bit, but more like on my stomach. Like, I'm on my side, but I'm turned over to the front, and I have an arm. Like, no, I've got one commit. leg. That's I got problem. one leg kind of up. I'm always ready to hump, is basically. <laughs> you got to go. You got to go side or... or Like, for me, I'm asleep, do. and I'm relaxed. But if all of a sudden I heard a voice that just said, Start pumping! <laughs> good. To, I'm good. Good to go. I can't. Do you know anybody who sleeps on their back? It's my aunt Jo. It's weird. <laughs> she like, does. My aunt Jo sleeps on her back. She trained. She trained herself. <laughs> she she seems oh, to enjoy. Lucky Uncle it. Joe. Oh, he's he's been out of the picture a long he's time. He's dead. He's been out of the picture a long time. <laughs> As it turns out. Fun fact. Um, fun, here's a fun little story that goes to show, like goofy men, the boldness and arrogance of what they hang their hat on. Like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that for the first part of my life, if you're going to grow up in a split home, I'm so happy at kind of how my upbringing went is that I was raised by women. I mean, my really, my mom, my grandmother, my other three aunts were like, uh, all, and like female babysitters were like all my time. And my cousins, who were girls. <clears throat> and then... <laughs> <laughs> And two of whom look like Lynn Manuel Miranda, <laughs> and one uncle, my uncle Dave. Um, but then when I was fourteen, I moved in with my dad and my brother, and my, and it's just like a savage house. So it finally toughened me up a little bit. But okay, so all my aunts were married, and they the the folklore goes that there was this Thanksgiving dinner. All my aunts on the Reina side of the family were married. And then within like a year, so like, and all the husbands, so like my dad, my uncle Tom, who was my godfather, and then like the other, the other two husbands. Um, and then within like a year, they were all divorced or two years or something like that. And so the husbands were kind of like a little silent fraternity that they would, they were like, they went through some solidarity together yeah. or whatever. So 
my my aunt and uncle split and they were getting divorced and they were trying to figure out how to divide assets and they were trying to figure they had a boat <clears throat> this is how the folklore goes <laughs> and i guess they were having a tough time negotiating how to deal with the boat so for the majority of my life the story i heard was from my dad that's like ah your uncle jim i think his name was jim your uncle jim you know what he did he went out and he cut that boat in half and said, you want to split it? Here you go. We'll split it. And it was like this point of pride. And I always had that story in my head. But for some reason, I just never brought it up. Is that a Bible story? It might be. Kind of. It, yeah. might, it might be bullshit yeah. for all I know. So I, n- I never brought it up. And then I'm, I'm pretty close with my Aunt Jo. And so, but it just never came up. And then at one point, being in adulthood, I was like, let just it just came up. And like I had perspective now. I was like, whatever, like. I never heard your side of the story on the, and she like she laughed immediately. Like I didn't want her to be upset, and when I brought it up, she just she laughed immediately, and she said, "Yeah, he did." <laughs> she said he did. He cut the boat, in, and here's what she said: He cut the boat in half, and he took the front. I sold the back that had the motor in it. I, I sold the motor in the back for more than the boat was worth. <laughs> oh, she got the money. That's it, it, that's, it, that's that's just blind exuberance from men. Yep, and and brilliance of my female aunt all of my aunts are divorced and all of my uncles are divorce is a very aunt thing to like an an aunt thing it's when i think of an aunt when i think of an aunt she's divorced yeah every every, all of them nobody can deal with the and when i think of an uncle he was the reason (laughs) (laughs) i've never looked at a couple like i've never looked at anyone's aunt and uncle and been like it was her I've always looked like, look at you, dude. Yeah, it was you, dude. Dude, look dude. at you. Have a ponytail, dude. It was, dude. Is that your impression of how I sound when I dude. say, <laughs> dude, 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 dude? It's it was you. <laughs> it was you. It was you. You you ain't right. <laughs> you ain't right. I'd like to believe that we, uh, one day we're gonna publish a podcast that's. An hour, an hour long, and it's thirty minutes of conversation and thirty minutes of the exact same conversation. <laughs> we've we've probably done that. Oh yeah, we might have. <laughs> I don't listen to our shit. <laughs> we need the downloads. <clears throat> I'm gonna talk about. Uh, do you have anything like any? Did no, you talk about I'm, any all, I'm all ears, baby. <sighs> so we've had a couple things do well out of nowhere, like not w- like just well for us. Well for us, and we've yeah. been like, huh. Maybe we struck something, and I've got the bad habit of looking too much into things. Like the Randy Johnson video got like really, like, I just threw it up on YouTube, and everything else on our, on the, I made a Bomb Diaries page on YouTube, and then never did anything with it. So I've got four videos on it, and like three of them have six views. And then one's got like over a thousand views. (laughs) I'm like, we must have caught something. We did something. And then I looked into it on Google Trends and then found out that like in May of last year on the Joe Rogan experience, they talked about Randy Johnson. And so we were just overcatch from that. Yeah, we just got a ripple effect. Well, the reason I say that is because we started a new podcast recently about sports and we were talking about the Phoenix Suns and about the time I almost got a job with them. Did they reach back out to you? They did. And uh, <laughs> I've got an interview. <laughs> But anyway, that video I post teaser videos about it, and they never they don't just don't do what we want them to do. But this one was like hit numbers, hit numbers. It it did okay. It did okay. And I was like, 
I was looking, trying to figure out, like, to recapture whatever frequency we hit there, or, like, hashtags, whatever I did to get this in front of people worked. And then I realized, nope. Do you know what happened the week that I posted that video? That the, it, the, did the sons go eight no? It wasn't that. What happened? There was a there was a gal who went on a podcast, like one of the Barstool Sports or something like that, and she informed that she was having sexual relations with a trainer for the Phoenix Suns, and then a door swung open, and it was the Phoenix Suns, and she serviced eight of the Phoenix Suns, <clears throat> and that came out day before I, I had no idea. I didn't find that out until days later. Came out the day before I posted. So it just happened to catch a wave. Just happened to catch a wave. And how disappointed all of our viewers must have been when they saw my title about the Phoenix Suns. And they're like, ooh, these two guys just started a sports podcast. They must be talking about the they're BJs. They're talking about the thing. They're talking about the BJs. And nope. I'm talking about the time they sent me a letter in the mail. They sent me a math test and they're like, these guys can't even get, they hit lightning in a bottle and they can't even get this right. I'm here for BJ's, not math. How could you mess this up? So it's like, it's just nothing. If you're smart enough, you've got nothing to look forward to. (laughs) Yeah. You just get lucky. I ain't right. You could just get lucky. Ain't right. Ain't right. Jesus it really took the wind out of my sails when I found that one. So <laughs> I wanted to share it. That's with why you. I don't look at numbers. I'm not a number guy. I'm so happy you've taken over the um, that part for that podcast. And I haven't don't really even looked at the numbers. Yeah, don't tell me. Yeah, I'm just I'm just letting it ride. Don't tell me. Post um, and letting it ride. See what happens. Yeah, I did see we got a couple good ratings on iTunes, so that's nice. You know what I had? Oh, I'll, don't even want to talk about it on here. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> Makes for good listening. Anything else for you? That's it, sir. Okay. Till next time, we'll see you in anywhere from seven days to like three weeks. Hold your head with the beach up. Why all